survival horror films ever made was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And it's a masterpiece. It really is. And what they did to adapt Roald Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory into this work is incredible because they were so perfect in so many different ways. It is not a simple work. And that's something that is incredible when you think about it. It wasn't a huge success initially. The deal with it that I think makes it brilliant was that it is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And Dahl hated the fact that they put so much emphasis on Wonka. The way this story happens, it is an emphasis on Wonka and his journey that Charlie happens to be passing through. You actually see this more in the Tim Burton version, which I think is actually very, very good. I know other people don't quite see it that way. They're wrong, but it's okay. The ideas that they switched, the changes, where they deviated from the plot, such as turning Slugworth into a spy, which is a neat little thing. Uh, he didn't like the fizzy lifting drink burping scene, or he didn't like the Oompa Loompas, or the ending. Go figure. But what happened here was a significant tone shift from the original. This is not, look what Charlie has to go through to get to the end. Instead, this is, look at how Willy Wonka has set up the world to find Charlie. In essence, it's Saw. What's important is the structure that has been laid that Charlie is going through. And the emphasis is 100% on Wonka. And that's great. Because what it does is it does not make it about, here is the kid who is being tested. This is not a Job story. This is not a overcoming adversity story. This is, I'm the one who is trying to change my world. And I just need to find the person who deserves to be the recipient of that change. The way that the script is written is ideal. The songs are incredibly catchy and beautifully done. The acting is phenomenal in most cases. I think this is easily Gene Wilder's best film work. He was great in many other roles as well, but here he is amazing. And considering the folks that were considered for this role alongside Wilder, I mean, the producers wanted from what I understand, very badly wanted, either Fred Astaire or Joel Gray, both of whom were big names at that time. John Pertwee I was not aware of initially. But the thing is, what Wilder brings to it is not only a sense of pathos and mischievousness, he brings to it a weight that I really believe is regret. He hates the fact that he feels he has to do this, that he has to go into this structured torture to find his successor. And so the way he sort of openly shrugs off when the kids disappear one by one, that's 
often I've heard that described as he's heartless. He's not heartless. I think it's the other way around. I think that he knows they are not being tortured necessarily. They're going to be safe and sound. But he had to put them through that little bit to get them to get to the heart. I hear the idea that that really what it is is Charlie was his chosen one. And everything was done to make sure that Charlie made it to the end, which is an interesting theory, which takes it out of survival horror and more into the uh, the sports story. This is me fighting at my best to make what is predetermined to happen happen. This is an amazing work that is well worth watching, but I guarantee you've seen it. And I guarantee you have felt its influence. And when I finally read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I hated it. Because it didn't capture this sense in the book, in the movie, that is, this is an incredibly strange world, an incredibly dangerous world, an incredibly marvelous world. I didn't get that sense of, Jesus, this is someone's life, someone who has built this amazing life for themselves, and they want to pass it. That is what has stuck with me with the film for all these years. (laughs) 